welcome to the Ask the Estate Agent podcast, here to give you the knowledge and inspiration to take the next steps in the world of property. Your weekly dose of property market updates, top tips on buying, selling, renting and investing in property. From your expert estate agents and through interviews with industry specialists. We're here to answer your questions. So here's your host, serial entrepreneur and estate agent, David Thomas. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 20 of Ask the Estate Agent podcast. Thanks again for joining us, and thanks again for all your great questions and all your feedback and support that we've received. Again, keep them coming. We're here to answer all your questions about property and the journey and buying, selling, renting, whatever you're doing to get get yourself on that property ladder or negotiate your next move. You know, please reach out to us and send us your questions. So in this episode, we're going to briefly cover a guide to shared ownership. Now, obviously, this is a great part of the market, which is helping a lot of people um, to get their first rung on the ladder, to make that first move. And uh, we've previously done an episode on the help to buy schemes and things like that. So this kind of tags nicely and, and helps a lot of people take that first step, really. So... The first thing is, you know, you can't you can't afford to buy a property outright in many cases all the time. You know, the prices are constantly going up and in some ways it is unaffordable for a lot of people to make that first step. And shared ownership can be a great way to get that first foot on the property ladder. Um, it basically allows you to buy a share in the property rather than the whole thing. So what's it all about? Shared ownership is, is basically a part by part rent government backed scheme. It allows you as a buyer to purchase a share of a new home, usually between 25 and 75%. And then what you do is you pay rent on the remainder to the co-owning housing association. So these are typically, uh, shared ownership is offered quite a lot now on lots of new build property schemes. And effectively the housing association will own part of the property, you own the other half and um, or a percentage of so it could be 25 to 75 percent and you pay rent to the house association for the remainder Um, you know it's great if you found your your perfect home but you can't quite afford to take out a mortgage on the full asking price you know you can you could do this with a relatively small uh, deposit and outlay so when it comes to a percentage split of the property anything in your favor above 40 percent is a great starting point you then have the option to staircase your share in the home. This is the process of buying more shares or even buying the whole property in the future. Whilst the principle is similar across the UK, the rules can vary um, between Northern Ireland and other areas. So shared ownership properties in England are always leasehold which means that whilst you own a part share of the property, this is only a fixed term and you will not own the land on which it sits. So uh, be careful to sort of look into that, make sure you check everything as you're going through the legal process of the purchase. The next thing to look at then is, uh, are you eligible to be able to buy a shared ownership? Shared ownership schemes are open to anyone with a total household income that does not exceed 80,000 a year outside London and 90,000 within London. You don't even need to be a first-time buyer to qualify. So as long as you don't already own a home, 
or you'll have sold your current home before you purchase. So how does stamp duty work on a shared ownership property? There are two ways you can pay stamp duty land tax when buying a share in a property through an approved shared ownership scheme. You can choose to make a one-off payment or pay it in stages. You can choose to make an upfront payment where you'll pay a percentage based on the total market value of the property at the time of purchase. And once you've paid this, you'll not pay any more on the property sale, even if you decide to staircase your ownership later on. If you decide to pay in stages, HMRC charge uh, stamp duty land tax on the premium you paid for the grant of the lease. Whilst this means that you'll pay less to begin with, you may have to make further payments if you increase your share of the property at a later date. So again, it's definitely worth checking this with your solicitor when you are um, agreeing the purchase and the percentages and things like that, make sure you understand the, the option you're taking with the stamp duty and how that could affect you later down the line if you want to staircase and purchase more of the property. So with shared ownership, uh, what do you need to do when you want to sell? It's an interesting one that comes up because some people think that shared ownerships can sometimes maybe be more difficult to sell. Um, but you can actually sell your shared ownership property at any time. But you must first notify your housing association, who then has the right to try to find a buyer before you put it on the open market. So this is normally written into the leases that your housing association that owns the other share, uh, you must notify them and they must have an opportunity to sell um, your share first. And this is typically done, they have an eight week period in which to find a purchaser for your home. After that, you're then free to market your share of the property on the open market. So you can go to any estate agent um, to, to market your share on the open market. The total sum you and the housing association will receive will depend on the market value of the property at the time. So again, once you've notified your housing association, they will typically get the property valued as well. Um, they will go through their eight, eight week period of trying to find a buyer and then um, you have the options then of, of selling as normal on the open market. So what are the potential downsides to shared ownership? So it's worth looking at all the, all the sort of variables really. Obviously it's a great benefit for people to, to be able to get onto the market at a relatively low level rather than having to um, try and find and be able to afford a mortgage for the whole property. So that's a, that's a great benefit, but it's worth being aware of, of some of the downsides. One of which um, at the moment is availability. So when it comes to shared ownership, you, you are restricted to specific properties and availability can often be limited in the area that you're interested in. So it's really gonna depend on whether any shared ownerships have, have been built, whether housing associations are in that area and, and offering it. Um, and also not all mortgage providers cater to shared ownership schemes. So again, check with um, your agent or your developer before committing to a sale as to um, likely mortgage providers that, that are, will lend on, on that particular scheme. Most shared ownership schemes do a good job of sort of packaging up and, and offering you all these, all the different bits to, to sort of go with it and have mortgage providers that they can recommend. The next thing to consider is maintenance charges. So generally, even with uh, monthly mortgage repayments and rent fees, 
Shared ownership is a cheaper option than buying a property outright, but there are additional charges you'll be expected to pay that could drive up the cost. As well as your monthly ground rent payments, you'll also have to pay a general service charge for caretaking and maintenance of communal areas. Service charges can vary from year to year and they can go up or down, so be prepared for possible increases in the future. Whilst the housing associations will be responsible for all structural maintenance of the property, you may be asked to make a financial contribution towards major repairs, so it's a good idea to ask for a list of any of the planned works beforehand. So this is very similar to any leasehold property that you will be paying a ground rent and potentially a service charge for upkeep of communal areas and you need to just factor in how they're currently being um, maintained and budgeted for and any likely future big expenditure that you could have to contribute to as well. So uh, again these are questions that you can raise throughout the the purchase, throughout the um, you know, process you can get your solicitor once you've got the management pack you can look into the budget and things like that but just be sure that that you're 100% um, happy with how that's that expenditure is going to play out over the course of you owning it rental restrictions is another possible downside so if you're planning on renting that second room to a friend you may have to think again um, subletting is generally not allowed in shared ownership homes and there will likely be restrictions on letting the property out as a whole as well because you are you're owning a share of a property and it's on a lease there'll be lots of terms in there that do restrict the way you can use that property because effectively you don't own all of it yourself um, so yeah just be careful with that look into the lease understand all the restrictions so if you were considering you know maybe um, going traveling and renting the property and things like that that may have an impact on your plans so another thing to consider is when it comes to increasing your share of the property it can get pricey so make sure you understand how the staircasing they call it is structured and all the potential costs involved in that so when it normally when it comes to increasing the stake in your property it's not just the price of buying that share you need to think about it's the other costs involved as well so typically there will be a valuation fee which you'll need to pay for an independent survey of the property to confirm the current market value at the point that you're going to um, purchase or staircase. The legal expenses involved, so staircasing will involve changes to your existing lease which will require a solicitor to work on it. Stamp duty again, so if you opted to pay your land tax in instalments initially, you may need to pay stamp duty on the additional share you're purchasing, so make sure you factor that in. Mortgage fees, if you're applying to change lenders to buy the additional share or to obtain a better interest rate, you'll have to pay the lender's valuation fee and you may be required to pay a mortgage arrangement fee. Plus any penalties um, you may have to pay for from your existing lender and charges for terminating your mortgage. So again, look at the financial, the product that you've purchased on and what you'll need to be able to staircase, factor the financial costs into that. Um, and lastly consider any arrears so if you have any arrears these must be cleared before completion of the staircasing transaction so if you've not paid the ground rent or the service charge that will put a hold on on you staircasing until that's all cleared so finally it's 
um, you need to consider lease limitations. So as much as you may be buying a share of a house, you need to understand fully that, that you'll be buying it on, on a lease. And therefore, there can quite typically be lots of lease restrictions written into that contract that you need to be aware of. Take the time to sit with your solicitor, go through the lease in detail, um, and just check for any restrictions that, that you know may, may actually put you off the property or may restrict you from, from the way you want to, to live. So uh, be aware of all that and factor all that in. So uh, that concludes it. That concludes the brief guide to shared ownership. Again, it's a, it's a great way for people to get onto the market, but it can be a little complex because you are buying a share with another company. So you do need to factor in the housing association and you know who you're going to be dealing with for the considerable future. And you do need to look at those um, the, the sort of downsides to it and the complexities of the lease. But it's a great way of getting onto the market. And if you understand all that and you look into all those things and then you have a great opportunity to either purchase the property outright in the future or staircase up, you know, it is a great way to get yourself on the, on the property ladder. So uh, hopefully this helps and answers any questions you had on shared ownership. If there's anything I've missed, please do get in touch. Please raise the question and, we're, and we'll answer that for you. And uh, likewise, if you have any other questions on anything uh, property related and negotiating the market, uh, taking the next step on your property journey, then please reach out to us either through our website, asktheestateagent.co.uk or through our social media channels. We're on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can message us through there and we'd be uh, really happy to hear from you and we can answer your questions in future podcast episodes. So that concludes today's episode. And again, thank you so much for listening. And until the next episode, next Monday, it's goodbye for now. We look forward to answering your property questions and helping you with your next move. Thank you for listening to the Ask the Estate Agent podcast.